Hello, and welcome back to another episode of Learn American English with this guy, episode 81. And this is also from the YouTube channel. It's uh, one of those live English classes that I do three times a week or so, taking your questions about learning English. And hopefully those questions and those answers will help others in the chat or on the podcast learn English. But today, uh, I'm going to talk about something that will not be on the YouTube channel. But I just got back home from picking strawberries there. And I put some pictures on my Instagram if you would like to see the pictures of what a strawberry field looks like, what the strawberries before they're picked look like, and then our little bucket of strawberries that we picked after. And my Instagram is just American English with this guy. All one word. There's a link in the show notes. But my son and I went to pick some strawberries. It's a little hot out, but not too bad. About 80 degrees Celsius. Probably took us about 15 minutes, maybe 20 minutes, to pick those strawberries. And unfortunately, there isn't any shade where you pick strawberries. It is full sun, as we say. And luckily, the place where you pick strawberries, the farm, is only about 15 minutes from my house. And it is strawberry season where I live. And I'm wondering if strawberries grow where you live. And I would love that uh, if you would answer that question on the Instagram. I'm curious to know where you live and if strawberries live or grow where you live. Some fruits that grow here that we can pick at farms if we pay for the fruit. The strawberries today in the picture on Instagram cost me about $3. But in a couple weeks, we'll be able to pick raspberries. And then a little after that, we can pick blueberries and then apples in the fall, and pumpkins. So on the Instagram post, you'll see it says pick your own, or you pick. And that's what we call it when a farm opens up to allow customers to come in and pick their own fruit. So I hope this episode helps you out. I hope you learn a little bit of something from the class that follows this. And I want to thank you all for tuning in. Again, 81 episodes. 81 episodes in just about six months. Yeah, About six months this channel has been going. If you are listening on Apple Podcasts and you're learning a little something from this, I'd love it if you would give this channel a rating. It helps other people find the channel. So, 
thank you so much once again for listening. I'll see you guys next time. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What is going on? I'm sorry. I was in um, I was in Bob the Canadian's uh, live stream, so I, I I didn't realize I'm a little late. I think I'm a minute or two late. I'm two minutes late. I'm sorry. I'm not sure. I, the the lighting is not good here. The last couple videos, the lighting has not been good, but probably because of the hat. But there's a strange shadow on me. Hang on just a second. All right. We'll have to deal with it. We'll have to deal with it. We is here. What is going on? K-Mega. Mega. Mega is here. You're welcome for all those replies. I like uh, waking up and I see, because our times are so different, I think I go to sleep right when you wake up in India. I think I go to sleep right when you wake up because I have some comments from you right before I go to bed. And then when I wake up, I have some more comments. So I think we're almost, so you're probably close to going to sleep now, right? Mega, close to going to sleep. It's almost time. Luke is here, Luke from Poland. Right, Poland, right? Poland. Yes, I'm almost, yes, Poland. Nico is here from Hungary. We is here from the U.S. Eugene is here from Ukraine. Excuse me. And Rod is here from Brazil. And Jamie is here from the U.S. Ah, uh, 6 to 7 a.m. I gotcha. I gotcha. And I usually read them about 6 to 7 a.m. my time. Naomi from Uruguay. How are you? Uruguay is in the house. Uruguay is in the house. So uh, some of you have just come from Bob the Canadian's chat. And you had an hour of English learning there. And let's get another hour of English learning right here. So the way this works, if you happen to be new, uh, Naomi from Uruguay may happen to be new. So it's much smaller than Bob the Canadian's chat. We might have 30 to 40 people in here on a good day. And there is no, Michelle, what is going on? There is no topic here. You can just fire questions at me. I will do my best to answer them right in the chat. I will copy and paste. Most of the time, if I remember, I will repeat the question and do my best to answer it. I've been teaching in the United States for about 20 years. So I know a lot of things about English, but I'll try not to get it wrong. If I don't know it, I will just say, I don't know it. And then someone, 
someone like Rod often. Rod is also an English teacher. He will help me out. He will help me out. Jamie is my wife. She is in here. She will also help me out. I try not to Google though because it takes a lot of time to Google and that's not very fun to watch. You can Google. You want answers from me though. I, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not much into Googling. So, Eugene, Sharef, welcome, Sharef, welcome. So Eugene, I think, might have the first question. He just asked it, but I will copy and paste it here. He would like me to pronounce the word violin, violin. So when I was younger, my father gave me a violin, and I thought it would be really cool I was about eight and I wanted to be like a rock star. So I threw the violin up in the air and it, it shattered. So that didn't go over too well. It broke, it shattered. I felt bad. Also Eugene in Bob the Canadians chat, we were talking about how Americans and Canadians pronounce things differently. So I would say I am about to go out, whereas Bob the Canadian might say, I'm about to go out. And that's, that's not exactly how he would say it, but that's how I'm trying. The Canadians say it a little di bit differently. And also been, like I have been to the store. I have been to the store. Kind of how... Canadians would say that, sort of. So, but other than that, we say almost the same, same exact stuff. We use the same vocabulary. We just have slightly different accents. All right, Asma is here. Welcome. East Timor is in the house. Naima is here. Welcome, welcome. And after this, if, if one hour with Bob the Canadian, one hour with me is not enough, there is a video that is premiering after this one. And it is some phrasal verbs. I know phrasal verbs can be difficult for many English learners. So I did a phrasal verb video with pull up and pull over. And I can link that towards the end of the chat just in case you want to watch that after. Simba is here. Welcome. Karo. Karolin. Welcome. Verschlaf is here. Hi, man. What do you recommend to watch on Netflix? Verschlaf would like to know. So I would recommend, <coughs> excuse me, my family and I, we actually watched a couple episodes last night, and that's The Office. I like The Office quite a bit. I know Aroni is not in here now, but he's, he's pretty good at English. But he's an Italian still learning English. You know, I'm an American still learning English. Um, we're still always learning our languages, uh, but he watches The Office. I think he finished it. I think he liked it. And of course, Friends. Friends is a great one. Susanta, I think people in Florida have a different accent. Yeah, people, people in the south of the United States have a different accent. If they're from the Midwest, like Ohio, 
Minnesota, Wisconsin, they have a bit of an accent, a little bit more Canadian, actually. If you hear somebody from Wisconsin, sometimes I confuse people who are from Canada and Wisconsin. They sound very similar. And if you look on a map, Wisconsin borders Canada. Uh, Maine, where I live, where Jamie and I live, uh, it also borders Canada. But we have a different accent, too. So, uh, Yeah, Naima is a great English learner, taking lots of notes, re-watching videos. She inspires me. Many of you inspire me in my own language learning. Sometimes I think when I'm studying my Italian, what would Naima do? What would Naima do? W-W-N-D. What would Naima do? So we is wondering, cease. What does cease mean? That means to stop. Cease. Cease what you are doing right now, sir. Stop what you are doing right now. And there's a legal term called cease and desist. Cease and desist. It's legal. I'm not sure, but it means it means to stop what you're doing. Cease and desist. I think it is desist. I don't dare spell that though. I'm not sure, but cease means stop. Eugene, Eugene. Also, if you are Russian, by the way, Eugene, my man, has added like five videos with Russian subtitles. Eugene's a machine. And um, there have been a couple people who have added subtitles. Um, I'm not sure if Mary's here or not. Uh, Mary has. Rod is here. He has. It takes a long time. It takes a long time. I've added not every video, but I've added some English subtitles to my videos. Tomorrow's video will have authentic English subtitles. Takes a long time. Eugene has done five already. Thank you, sir. Thank you, sir. Here's my last question. Eugene, ask as many questions as you want. Ask as many questions. All right. Thanks for pronouncing my last. Of course, of course. Here's my last question. What is better to put please at the end or the beginning of the sentence or in the middle? Or it actually doesn't matter. It, it really doesn't matter. But if you put it at the front, you know, people will hear that, especially, especially if someone is maybe older than you or your boss. You might want to put it in the front, but it's one of those words that literally you can put the beginning and the, and the end. Uh, would, you, would you please... Cease, cease talking. Would you please cease talking? Would you please stop talking? We talked about that a couple days ago. A nice way to say stop talking. I think I'm still looking for a nice way to tell someone to shut up. So, uh, but please, please cease talking. That's not, that's not very nice. Cease talking, please. So it can go the beginning or the middle and the end. Cease, Susanta, nicely done. Cease like ceasefire. And if there is a, nicely done. 
And if there is a, a war going on, and maybe the two sides want to have peace talks, get together and talk peace, they might have a ceasefire, meaning don't fire your bullets at each other, don't drop your bombs on each other, ceasefire, a pause in fighting. Thank you, Susanta. Mm. Mega is wondering, sir, do Americans like sweet or hot and spicy more? Mm. I would almost say, you know, it's a lot of people, 370. And I think if I know anything about Indian food, which I love, there is an Indian family, a family that grew up in India but has moved to my town and they opened a restaurant selling Indian food. It's called Mother India. Love it, I love it. And their food is on average spicier than most food in the United States. So if I had to pick one or the other, I would say most Americans like sweet food more than spicy. But there are quite a few of us that like spicy food. A little bit of spice for me. A little bit of spice. Yeah. Eagles fly. This is a tough one. Hi, teacher. Could you please pronounce this word? It'll. And can't. It'll. So how about that sentence? <clears throat> Excuse me. It'll get easier. It can't get more difficult. And it'll is weird. If you say it'll enough, it sounds really weird. It'll is a contraction meaning it will. Okay? So it will get easier. It'll get easier. It'll, it'll, it'll. And of course, I'm sure most people know can't, which is just cannot. So how about that sentence? <clears throat> Excuse me. It'll get easier. It can't get more difficult. And it'll is weird. If you say it'll enough, it sounds really weird. It'll is a contraction, meaning it will. Okay? So it will get easier. It'll get easier. It'll, it'll, it'll. And of course, I'm sure most people know can't, which is just cannot. Cannot. Uh, tomorrow, it is available for members today. Tomorrow, there will be a video released. I think it will be really helpful. And it is on could, would, and should. Those can be difficult. But can and could are kind of related. Could. Oh, I'm missing something in the chat, I think. Um, the next one. <clears throat> Asma. Oh, not, I wake up very early too. So Asma is saying that she wakes up early. I get a lot of I get a lot of work done. 
I woke up at uh, 4.30 this morning. I didn't want to wake up at 4.30 this morning, but I couldn't, I couldn't go back to sleep. So I just had to get up, studied a little Italian, uh, uploaded that video from members, got some work done. Uh, Naima, look at that, differentiate, nice word. Uh, differentiate is a great word to know because it literally means to tell the difference between. But that's a lot to say, to tell the difference between, or you could say differentiate. I couldn't differentiate uh, the different accents in America but you can differentiate or distinguish. Okay, nice one. But I can distinguish between the British and the American. All right. And I think once people become more familiar with English, because there are just little nuances, just little differences, nuances between many of the American accents and the Canadian accents. And as an American, Canadians tell me there are different accents in Canada, but basically it just sounds like one accent to me. So the more you become familiar, the more you'll be able to differentiate between those accents. Nicely done. Ronaldo, Messi, Mr. Messi, how are you? Welcome. Eugene says, thank you, of course. What up, blood? <laughs> what up, blood? Hello, Mr. Messi. All right, now, ah, okay. Naomi has a great question. Great question. Oops, I forgot to copy and paste that one. Uh, great question. I don't mind and I don't care. They're, they're very, very similar. Very similar. I don't mind might be a little more polite, maybe. So I will go back to my um, example of pizza for dinner or Mexican food, right? There's a couple. Maybe it's me and Jamie. I don't know. Maybe the couple is me and Jamie. Um, and we are deciding on what we want to eat that night. And maybe Jamie says to me, I want Mexican. I could say, yeah, I don't care. A lot has to do with tone also. I don't care. Um, and they're, they're very similar. Like if you wanna think of them as the same thing, it's cool. Um, but maybe Jamie and I are watching a TV show and she wants to change the channel. I could say, I don't mind. So there's just a little difference between I don't mind and I don't care. But if you use them the same way, pretty much the same. But oftentimes we'll say, I don't mind when the other person wants to change something. But you could say, I don't care. If Jamie wants to change the channel, I could say, yeah, I don't care. It's fine. That's fine. I don't mind. Yeah. So um, there's a reason, sorry, there's a reason you're struggling with them because they're, they're pretty much the same. I hope that helps. What? Jamie? What? What is she smiling about there? Uh, Susanta. Whoa. 
Oh my gosh, Zobeda. Ophthalmologist? I just see this one here. I think it's ophthalmologist. And I'm not sure. It's some kind of a doctor. An ophthalmologist. Mm. Yeah, let me check. Ophthalmologist. I'll keep pronouncing it. Ophthalmologist. Be careful if somebody is too close. When you pronounce ophthalmologist, you might spit on them. Be careful. You might want to wear a mask. Ophthalmologist. That that th. Uh, What is an ophthalmologist? Oh. What do ophthalmologists do? Oh, eyes. Okay. Ophthalmologist. Be careful. Ophthalmologist. So you wanted me to pronounce that many times? I hope that's good. Ophthalmologist. It's fun to say. Ophthalmologist. It's fun to say. All right. Asma is wondering, what's the best greeting? What's up? How's it going? How are you? Um, these are not really polite, by the way. I wouldn't say they're, they're impolite. But you pretty much want to say those greetings to really good friends. Someone that you know very well. So you could definitely, hey, what's up? How's it going? How are you? <clears throat> Actually, the, you could, so I'm thinking of your boss. If you have a boss, what's up is very informal. What's up? How's it going? It's not bad. How's it go? But it is very casual. Um, how are you? That would be the most formal of the three. That would be the most formal of the three. How are you? How are you? How are you, sir? How are you, ma'am? That's the most formal. Sure, Naima. Let's go with that. Yeah, that might work. Change the subject. That person might still keep talking, though. And if a person keeps talking, we call them a blabbermouth. Have you ever heard that term? Blabbermouth. Yeah, we have a couple other names for them, but blabbermouth works. So Mr. Messi is asking or saying line. Oh, probably for me to pronounce. So line has one syllable, line. Lion has two syllables. So I can draw a line. There is a lion in the savannah. Hope that works. Line, lion, line, lion. Nikita, how are you? Luke from Poland. What about the word whip? What about the word whip? Luke, thank you for becoming a member. If you would like to become a member, you get some little perks. Like you get the video a day early. Sometimes I do little little vlogs. But all of the English lessons will always be free here. Just some little perks. Little, and questions, I might see your questions more, um, but it's only a dollar a month, if you would like to. Um, it means to beat someone. Yes, it does. 
Um, I don't know. We don't use that, to be honest. Get a new whip to buy a new car. Uh, that's not an American saying to get a whip, to get a new whip. But there is, so whip can be a verb and whip can be a noun. So it can be a thing and you can whip somebody with a whip. I mean, it's not very nice. I wouldn't advise you to do that. But yeah, whipping somebody with a whip, whipping somebody with a whip. So beta, what is going on? Asma, what do we do if someone is talking too much? It can be annoying. I remember Jamie might remember this. Jamie, can you, what is that? I get a new whip. Jamie is like three months younger than me. So she thinks she's of a different generation. She's much younger. Uh, But Jamie and I were, my son had a hockey tournament one time and a lot of times the parents will hang out in the lobby of the hotel and sometimes there are parents from other teams that you don't know that well but they will come and talk to you and most of the time it is really nice but there was this one guy that would not stop talking about himself we knew him a little bit But there were three of us, Jamie, myself, and another mom. And we were talking about many different things. And this man sits down and just dominates, dominates the conversation. So Jamie and I were like, "Um, we we need to go up to our room. We're getting tired. So we just left. But yeah, it's very hard to tell someone to stop talking. Ophthalmologist. Okay, I might be a little bit behind in the chat. Alec. Welcome. It looks like some Portuguese is being spoken. Because, of course, in East Timor, they speak Portuguese. Or in Italian, it's called Portuguese. Portuguese. Henry is here. Henry has also put some Indonesian subtitles on several of my videos. Thank you, sir. Ah, Brazilian. Bom dia. Bom dia. Um, Rod has a question. I am a li- if I missed your question, I'm sorry, please ask again. Rod, I'm wondering. Uh, and when we say the lay term, Rod means like, and we will sometimes say in layman's terms, like what, what is the common expression? In lay terms, what is the common expression uh, to take a stand for something? To take a stand. I mean, that works really well. I'm trying to take a stand. That means you're not going to back down. If someone is trying to get their way, you're not going to be a pushover. That came up in the chat a couple days ago. You're not going to be a pushover. You're going to take a stand. But I'm not sure what we would say. You might just say not back down, not back down. All right, I hope that helps. Hope that helps. Sunshine, welcome. Are you in the Facebook group as well? Because somebody said something in the Facebook group and I meant to ask, I'm like, I wonder if that's Sunshine. 
I wonder if that's sunshine. Because I think it was a person from Armenia. I think you, I think you changed your profile picture, though. I'm, I'm a little off. I know I've gotten Armenia wrong a couple times, or I think I have. But you are from Armenia. Armenia. Ophthalmologist. Um, eagles fly. Oh, dear. What are, the, what, what are the meanings of these words? Hedonist. What is that? That is from the Greek. A hedonist. I don't think it's a good thing. Let me skip that one for now. Knuckles. I can actually show you knuckles. Those are knuckles right there. Those things. Those are your knuckles. It's a silent K. We don't produce the K there. Knuckles. And a lot of times... Especially with little kids, at the lake, my sister's lake that we went to yesterday, I put a picture of it on the community page. There was a little boy there. He might have been five years old. And I was like, um, give me knuckles. Give me knuckles. So a lot of times, especially in the new COVID era, I don't even know if you want to do knuckles. But if somebody gives you knuckles, there's even an emoji for that. You can... Eye doctor, yeah, instead of ophthalmologist, ophthalmologist, let's just say eye doctor. But I have heard people say, oh, I have an ophthalmology appointment today. Quite a, quite a mouthful, ophthalmology. All right, let's do another one uh, from Eagles Fly. Shattered, that means to be, um, let's think of uh, an ice cube. If you have an ice cube, and you drop it on the floor, you could say it's shattered. Means broken into many little pieces. Shattered. <clears throat> Virschloff, a great question. What is the difference between upkeep and maintain? Uh, those are pretty much the same thing. Pretty much the same thing. So if you um, maintain your garden... Or you um, upkeep your garden. You could say that. Uh, it just means you make sure that everything looks tidy. And that's more of a British term. But you make sure everything is clean. You take the weeds out. So you might use it a little differently. You might say, wow, the upkeep on this garden is very time consuming takes a lot of your time, time consuming, the upkeep, but maintain is a verb, maintain is a verb, so you could say, I have to maintain this garden every day, the upkeep for this garden is very difficult, it's very time consuming, I hope that helps. Henry from Indonesia. Which one of these is correct and how do you use it in a sentence? Get a hold of. Get a hold of. Get a hold of. Um, get a hold of. Get a hold of. So it's the first one. Right? Get a hold of. I, I'm almost sure it's the first one. Get a hold of. So we use that, let me just look it up for a second. I'm pretty sure that's right. Hmm. Um, 
I almost think it's that, that one that I just typed. So uh, you might want to look it up to double check. But you would use to get a hold of something when something is out of control. Let's say you hadn't been maintaining that garden for a couple days. Maybe it has been raining. Like it's been, it's been raining here for the last four or five days, at least some parts of the day. So maybe I know my grass outside. I really need to get a hold of it. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. I, I haven't been able to maintain it. It's bad. So take a gander. We literally went a couple of weeks, maybe almost a month without great rain. So I, I wasn't mowing the lawn. I wasn't um, maintaining the lawn because it wasn't growing. And then suddenly we have had four days of rain. Everything started to sprout up. So whenever my plan was to mow the lawn today, but it's been raining off and on all day, misting. We've talked about that before, just a little rain. So I really need to get a hold of my lawn. Sometime, sometime I will. Ah, Naima, excuse me. Let's talk about these two. To wander and to wonder. To wander and to wonder. So I'm pretty sure Naima knows the definitions for these, but let's, just in case you don't, if you are wandering, that means you are walking with no real destination. Maybe you're just gonna wander around town. You're gonna wander around town, visit here, visit there. But you may wonder where you will end up, where you will be at the end of your walk. You may wonder, hmm, I wonder where I am going to wander today. Hope that helps, hope that helps. Well. Okay, I see Jamie says, it's an American saying, I'm a boomer. Did anybody answer that question? I forgot what it was, but something about a whip that Luke asked. Did anybody answer his question? I'm sorry, the boomer in me. I don't know what, to buy, to buy a new whip? Was that what it is? Get a new whip. Okay, please, somebody, Jamie, please answer if you can. Oh, okay. Luke said, thank you. So she must have answered it. Okay. I'll ask her what it is later. Thank you for helping, Jamie. James is here. Dwayne, welcome. You might be new. Welcome. Um, Eavesdrop. We talked about eavesdrop, right? Let's see. Knuckles. Um, It seems like I'm way behind in the chat. So I'm going to try to get caught up. And if I missed your question, please ask again. Uh, Thank you, Zubeda. 100%. 100%. Never be sorry. Zubeda, Zubeda has been here almost since the beginning. We never 
apologize for your bad English. That's why you're here. It's my job to try to make you better at English. Never apologize for that. Thank you, Zobeda. Awesome. And look at this, Dwayne. This is hard. This is hard. Um, right here. Can I use these in a sentence? Quite, quiet, and quit. That's what. That's hard. That's hard. That's why. That's why. Um, don't feel bad. Let's do this. All right. English is quite hard. Learning another language is quite hard. Quite like meaning really or fairly. Fairly is another. Like fairly. Quite. Pretty hard. Pretty is another one. Ah, um, uh, quiet. When I wake up so early in the morning, I need to be quiet. Now, my kids are still sleeping, I think, kind of in the next room's over. So I, I want to be loud for you. I can't be quiet anymore. Besides, it's what? It's almost 10 o'clock in the morning. They should be awake. Uh, and the last one was, oh, quit. Quit means to stop work. So um, at 10 o'clock... I will quit this live stream because one of my videos is premiering. Quit. So, quite, quiet, and quit. Sunshine, I'm sorry I missed your last question. Uh, did I say to take a gander? Oh, I did. I did. Yeah, to take a gander is just um, sometimes a funny way to say take a look. Take a gander. So we went on a little field trip. So I don't usually say take a gander. But if I'm trying to be funny, I might say take a gander. Uh, and also there's a, nah, there's a movie, National Lampoon's European Vacation, where the dad is always saying, look, kids, look, kids, Big Ben. But if you haven't seen that movie, probably not funny. Um, it looks, whoa, whoa, Jamie, I see Jamie dropping S-bombs in here. Whoa, this is a family-friendly show. This is family-friendly. Come on. All right, Sunshine, is that what you're talking, so Jamie did answer that question, um, to lose one's cool. Yes, it means to be upset, and what Jamie said is very accurate. Yes, to lose one's s Yes. Potty mouth, potty mouth. We have talked about that. If somebody swears a lot, we would call them, or we would say that they have a potty mouth. Potty mouth, yeah. All right. Whoa, Rod, what? He quit quite quietly of the bedroom? That's cruise. Close, he quit quite quietly. Of the bed, uh, may, yeah, maybe from the bedroom out of the bedroom. Uh, yeah, probably did. Probably get out of there quietly, quite quietly. I hope I did. Quit the oh, uh, I'll, I'll rewrite this. Um, and I this will be perfect, okay? Um, he quit. This is good. He quit out of the bedroom. Quite quietly. Nicely done. 
Boom. Boom. Mirza is here. Welcome, Mirza. Welcome. Um, Asma, I don't know this one here. Digging before you well. Now, mm, I can almost figure out what that means, but I don't think it is, it's an American saying. We do have this, which I, I think is, is close. Putting... We have a saying in the United States, it's quite common when you put the cart before the horse. You put the cart before the horse. So of course the horse is supposed to pull the cart. But if you put the cart before the horse, um, another one is to count your chickens before they hatch. Both, both of those are very similar, meaning you're not preparing enough before you do something. Counting your chickens before they hatch. Um, let's say you're learning English. I would imagine most of you are. And let's say you have been only learning for six months. And you say, oh, I am going to go to the United States and I will speak English perfectly. You might be putting the cart before the horse there. You might be counting your chickens before they hatch. You might need to prepare a little more before you can speak English perfectly. I hope that helps, but I don't know about digging. I think there's something about, so when you dig a well for water, I'm not sure, I could be totally off. Uh, Luke, the verbs grasp, understand, and comprehend. Do they mean the same thing? I have good news for you. Yes, yes. So you could say, do you grasp that idea? Do you understand that idea? Do you comprehend that idea? All mean the same thing. Whew. Finally, some good news in English. Most of the time, it's no, no, well, sometimes we do, sometimes we don't. Luckily, Luke, always. Henry from Indonesia, wiring out. Oh, to ring out, to, sorry, to ring out. Yes, um, if something is wet. Nah. Okay. Let's say, because I want to do a motion here. Let's say this is a towel. This is just like the bag my chair comes in. But to wring out, this is the motion you would do. So your two hands, you do them in opposite directions to get something dry. I'm sure you have a name for it in your, in your language. But that's what we say, to wring out like that. To wring out, to get the water out. Oh, and this is something I was thinking of. When something isn't quite wet, but it's just a little wet, are you familiar with the term damp? Damp. So not all the way wet, but just starting to get wet. 
We might say it's damp. You could almost say it's damp outside. Maybe it's not raining now, but it has been raining. You might say it's damp. Luke, you're welcome. You're welcome. Okay, I, Naima. No, no, so Na, Naomi. Sorry, Naomi. This is something, This the second time, who's I think Miho, I don't know if she is in here. Miho asked this question too. I need to make a video on this. I'm also struggling with anything, nothing, um, anybody or somebody. So anybody and somebody, pretty much the same thing. Um, we, we sometimes, is anybody a doctor here? If somebody has fallen and gotten hurt, is anybody a doctor here? Is somebody a doctor here? They're pretty much the same thing. Somebody and anybody. Anything and nothing. The opposite of nothing would be everything. But anything you can just, let's see how we say. Um, If somebody is hurt and you're saying, is somebody a doctor here? Is anybody a doctor here? You could fit, you could say, does anybody have anything that could stop the bleeding? Anything. It literally means like anything, anything, a thing. Is there anything? Um, maybe you're feeling sad and your friend says, is there anything I can do about it? So anything at all, anything, anything. I hope that helps. It's, it's almost so simple that it's hard, but any single thing, often we use that anything, anything. Uh, Mirza, I think Mirza had a question. I don't want to skip it. Oh, jeez. There's a lot of cussing in the chat today. I'm not saying it's bad, but woo, or swearing. So those are two words, swearing. I don't swear in, I try not to swear on the live stream, but woo, some potty mouth, some potty mouths in the chat today. I believe I have missed some questions. I'm sorry. James, what is going on? Um, how are you, Brent? I'm doing well. I wish I could answer these questions a little more quickly. James, I'm wondering what's the difference between a stand, a stall, and a booth? Those are pretty much all the same as well. They're pretty much all the same. They are names that we have for little places in a row that sell things. And sometimes when you go to a fair, that's how we spell it, you might go to different stalls that are selling like soaps or candies, a lot of homemade things or handmade things. So stall, booth, and stand. Stand could be a little bit different because on the side of the road, 
you might see a vegetable stand or a lemonade stand. So sometimes stands stand alone. So I'm not sure if that's where the name comes from, like to stand alone, but they're very, very, very similar. Rod says, any for questions and negatives? I don't, I might've missed something. Might've missed something, Rod. I'm sorry. <clears throat> Sylvia is in here. Welcome. Mirza. Okay, there are questions for Jamie. Dwayne, is there a difference between in the end and at the end? I wouldn't say, I, I don't want to confuse. You can use in the end and at the end the same way, the same way. We do have a saying that we sometimes use. And like we would say in the end, everything was good in the end. But you could say at the end of the movie, I was disappointed so yeah, we wouldn't say in the end of the movie. That's another one of those preposition things. I have made one video. I've made several videos with prepositions actually, but I haven't made it with in the end versus at the end, but that could be a good video in the end. They're pretty much the same, but maybe I will do something like that. Something like that. Oh, I missed this question, Rod. Thank you. Thank you. Um, so I was trying to help uh, between any questions, some questions, and no questions. All right. So I could say, does anybody have any questions? Does anybody have any questions? Somebody might have some questions, but we wouldn't say nobody has no questions because that's a double negative. Nah, that's bad. We wouldn't use that. Nobody has no questions. We would more or less say, um, so nobody has any questions. That's how we would change that from being a double negative. Nobody has any questions. So sometimes we will change that no to an any to avoid the double negative, to avoid the double negative. Asma is wondering, what's the, what's the meaning of unsettled? Unsettled. So if something is settled, it's a good thing. It's in good order. When you put un, the beginning, it means not. So unsettled. Maybe you ate something that didn't agree with your stomach. And maybe now it is unsettled. You may feel, oh, my stomach doesn't feel well. It's a little unsettled, out of balance. Uh, but you could also talk about a land, a piece of land that is unsettled. And that means that nobody is living on it. So settled can have at least two different meanings. I hope that helps. Unsettled land, 
unsettled situation, unsettled stomach. Oh, I see Henry, a bee in your bonnet. That's a very easy one. That means you are upset. You are as mad as a hornet. I've used that one before. So a bee in your bonnet means you are upset. Uh, Rod is asking, how do you differentiate, nice word, how do you differentiate between outpour and outcry? Okay, so outpour is a little bit nicer. So you may have an outpouring of emotion, an outpouring of emotion, maybe tears, mostly tears, an outpouring of emotion. But if you're really upset with something and angry, there might be an outcry, maybe an outcry for action. If you remember in this country not long ago, um, there was the murder of George Floyd. After that, there was an outcry for change. There might have been an outpouring of emotion from the family at the funeral. Outpouring. All right, I'm sorry. I know I am missing a lot of things in your chat, in this chat. Oh, no. Gleb saying, I had a question for you, but it slipped my mind. Well, I'm sorry to hear that, but good use of an idiom we often say slipped my mind. I can't remember. So, Gleb, thank you for that. If you think of that question, ask me. Or since you're a member, ask in the uh, member section of the community page. And I always see those. I will see those. There you go. Some Persian. Some Persian. I use Google Translate to uh, say hello to Mary today in Persian. It's a shame Mary's not here. She must be busy today. Thank you, Rod. I see Rod helping out. Thank you, Jamie. I thought I saw Aroni. Did he show up? Yeah, he's here. Aroni. Yes. In the end. Lincoln Park. Wow. Yeah. All right, Mirza. How can I use however? So we use however... The mattresses, the mattresses. It's just, there's the mattress. However, is a lot like but. It goes in the middle of sentences where you introduce something at the beginning of the sentence, but there might be a change. There might be a change. If you look at the weather outside today, I could say... We were going to have a picnic today. However, it began to rain, so we had to cancel. So oftentimes, oftentimes, but, if you know how to use but, you can use however. It just sounds a little bit more formal. Uh, Rafael is not here today either. He likes things a little bit more formal. So however, he is here. Wait. Did he just arrive? Rafael, you must have heard me talking about you. Oh, Jamie's 
Jamie's embarrassed of the mattress and the shed door. We can't quite, we can't quite see the shed door. It's back there somewhere. The broken shed door. Uh, Raphael, we say this quite a bit too. If a person outdid themselves or has outdone themselves, it means they go, we often say this, above and beyond. So how could you outdo yourself? And often it's compared to what has happened before. And we often, you, you outdid yourself today. And this is a good thing. You outdid yourself today. So I'm trying to think of um, when someone has a job to do and they do more than they had to do. They did more than necessary. They outdid themselves. I'm trying to come up with a good example and I can't. Mmm. Hungry. Hungry. I did a little research this week on Budapest. And Jamie and I, we need to visit Budapest. 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 Sometime soon. What a beautiful city. Right on the Danube. Uh, futon is a little different from mattress. Futon is um, almost like a sofa or a couch. <clears throat> excuse me, that be, can become a bed. It's almost like a sofa or a couch that can become a bed. And getting close to the premiere of this video, so I'm going to copy and paste this. Oh, Mirza is wondering, what's the, what's the meaning of accent reduction? So if you have been on this channel for any length of time, you know how I feel about accents. I say that you keep them. Like the Hungarian accent. How, how cool is the Hungarian accent? Or the Brazilian accent? Or the Russian accent? Very cool. It makes you unique. Accent reduction would be to try to get rid of your accent. Don't. I say keep your accent. I think most Americans and Canadians like to hear those different accents. You want to be clear. There's no doubt. You want to be understood, but don't try to lose your accent. Ivan, how are you? Budapest. Yeah, I and I... I've learned some things about Budapest as you don't clink glasses. At least maybe the older generation when they uh, are like say cheers to each other, don't clink glasses because of St. Stephen. Is it St. Stephen? <clears throat> the first, the first um, president of Hungary, St. Stephen. I might be wrong on that. All right. Look at that. Isadora. 
Everyone, everyone has an accent. That is so true. Normal and it's beautiful. Don't try to change your accent. Be clear, but don't try to change your accent. All right, we should, I'm going to head over to that video. I think it's premiering um, very soon. Pull up. It is premiering. So I am going to head over there. We will do this chat again tomorrow. Right before Bob the Canadian. And um, if you haven't subscribed, subscribe, ring that bell so you'll get the notification for when I grow, uh, when I go live again tomorrow. It'll be about 10 a.m. my time. 10 a.m. my time. Head over to this video. We can uh, continue the chat. The premiere has a little bit of a chat before it. I'm going to pop the chat out right now. I'm going to click off here. Thank you, everyone. Live and kicking, Ivan says. He's alive and kicking. Thank you. Um, thank you for everyone joining here. And uh, I'll see you tomorrow, right before Bob the Canadian's chat. Adios, amigos.